a good move. Why'd you dance him? Dancing is forbidden. crew welcome to dancing is forbidden in aqua teen hunger force exploration i am ronnie and on this podcast we were supposed to be talking about the moon and night aquadonk side piece called moon master nine beware the gorgatron but we had a happy accident i reached out to nick gibbons who plays the live action guy samuel of the cosmos in the short for what was supposed to be a quick chat that i was going to throw onto my coverage of that short Well, our conversation went on longer than I anticipated, and while editing it, I realized this deserved to just be its own podcast episode. Before I go further, I gotta tell you that you can find Nick on Twitter at Nick Gibbons and on Instagram at Nick Nick Gibbons. If you like something in this conversation, let him know. And if you want to tell him how you disagree with him about his Last of Us 2 thoughts, I don't think he wants to hear it. To give you some background information on Nick... He is credited as a producer, editor, and actor on Aqua Teen, but he's also worked on a bunch of other stuff for Adult Swim. I'm talking Squidbillies, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, Too Many Cooks, and just tons of other Adult Swim content. Beyond that, he has his own YouTube channel where he uploads all sorts of stuff. Additionally, Nick co-hosts the parenting advice podcast called Goat Dads, which I've mentioned on this show before. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Dana Snyder, Dave Willis, Mike Schatz, plenty of Aqua Teen people have been on it. Give it a listen. Anyways, I reached out to Nick because, as I said, he plays the streamer in the Moon Knight Aquadonk, but he has also spoofed streamers in his other work as well. Nick teamed up with Chris Casper Kelly for one of my favorite Adult Swim videos, Final Deployment 4, Queen Battle Walkthrough. On his own time, Nick did a streamer spoof video called Thunderclap. You can see both these videos on YouTube, links in the show notes, of course. We do reference these in our interview, so I definitely suggest checking them out. But if you're not able to, don't worry, because we talk about all sorts of other stuff, too. And I try and give you some information on those videos as well. Alongside behind-the-scenes Aqua Teen info, Nick and I talk about his history as an Aqua Teen fan, Nick's thoughts on Shake Like Me being taken off streaming services because he edited that episode, and we even get a glimpse of what it's like working on Aqua Teen while also having little kids. Another topic discussed is the frustration, jealousy, as well as reward that comes along with being a content creator. Relating to that, in this episode, I kind of blindsided Nick with the story about how my mom passed away a few months back, and I initially didn't plan to include that bit in this episode. It felt maybe kind of exploitative to me, but Nick gives a really great answer, so I decided to keep that part in. It felt kind of worth it, so just know I realized that. Please don't read it that way, that I'm trying to, you know, exploit his reaction because he just gives such an awesome response. So, with all of that out of the way, please enjoy my conversation with Nick Gibbons, editor on Moonmaster 9, Beware the Gorgatron, as well as leading man, Samuel of the Cosmos. So to get into this, this Aquadonk, I, I feel like the best question to ask you to get going is how did you get involved as an actor in the Aquadonk side piece? All the side pieces were done during COVID lockdown. So we were all in our houses editing them. And uh, it was it was fun to jump back into Aqua Teen because it had been a while. It had been a hot minute since we'd done any of them. Usually the editors on an Aqua Teen are impartial directors of the episode because we generally, when we were making this the show, we would put together an animatic on our own, which is like an animated sort of storyboard. First, we'd cut the, the radio play and we'd get it to a point where, uh, you know, we got, we're like, yeah, that's pretty close uh, with sound effects and, and the voice actors and stuff. Uh, and then we would start just laying in scenes, like putting backgrounds in and then pulling in characters and moving them around, puppeteering them around. And, and, and uh, so we will make these, you know, first passes on it and then we'll get notes and we'll refine it and refine it. So I, I loved doing the aqua teen shows because it was such a uh it gave you such creative freedom and control and it was it was you really got to shine as a creator and so it's just a lot of fun to work on that show so i was happy to do these again 
Uh, and I think I got three, three or four of the aqueducts to do. But then this one came along and I was reading the script and I saw that it, they were going to use a live action person for the, the, per, the guy. And we had been doing, um, as seeing our adult swim out of my, out of my little office here in my house for a while. So I had all these cameras, these really nice cameras. And I had a green screen set up already and had lights. And I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll just do it, uh, as a temp thing. And I sent it in and, and it's so funny because the first pass, I was very animated and sort of actorly, I acted it out better. Uh, but that's not what they wanted. They they directed me to go way to bring it way down, and I was like, "That's fine." It's you know because it's inevitably what they want to to happen with the show. But um, I did. I put myself in it, and I kept giving them passes on it, and they would give me notes. And at one point, they were just like, "Oh, you got the part." Oh wow! And I think it was just out of it was just. E- I think it's at that point it was just easier because no one could go anywhere or do anything. That was like when it was hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been really tough to get an actor and set up a studio. So it's more out of convenience, I think. Um, but also, you know, I'm, I'm awesome. So uh, <laughs> how, how could they not put me in it? That's the interesting thing with you, at least compared to the other editors that I'm really familiar with, like Jay and Ned, is that you are uh, you do a lot of like performance as opposed to those guys really don't. So I think that's kind of the cool thing about having you on board is that you're able to jump in more comfortably, really, and take those kinds of roles, which kind of, I, I think, elevates it because you're so familiar with the work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, you know, working with those guys for so many years, you just kind of, you pick up all the shorthand of, of everything and you're able to sort of go in and just, you, you kind of know what they want. Um, it's so funny because you'll, especially, well, I worked on your pretty face too, which is live action, but like so often I would cut a scene and they would come in and, and you know, give, give their swings and we would recut it and do this and that. And I'll, and I'd say not that not that I'm full of myself or anything, but sixty percent of the time, we would go back to the original way that I had cut it. They're like, you know, just go back to the way you had it. That's probably the best way. But uh, um, and that, you know, that's a good feeling too because it makes you feel like you what you're doing is you know, you kind of know what you're doing because a lot of times you don't have that feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in in life really, right? <laughs> uh, too. So yeah, there's that. But yeah. Um, okay, so. Because my, my assumption, I know that Matt and Dave, they write the episodes, but I was like, I didn't know maybe if you had a hand in writing it because of the streamer elements, because I really saw that coming from you. So it's surprising for me to hear that they already had that in line. They wanted it to be a, a streamer spoof. And then you kind of stepped in. That's not what I expected at all. Yeah, yeah. They no, they they wrote every they they write everything. They're very sort of not they're not I would say precious about what they write, but they, you know, they do uh, write everything and they rewrite everything. Um, more often than not, the script on an episode of Aqua Teen that they originally give you is not what you end up with at the end. Cause they'll come in we have the luxury of they'll watch it and like, this isn't working and they can rewrite new, new, uh, not lyrics, I guess lyrics <laughs> are the words to a, to a show, <laughs> the show <laughs> lyrics, uh, the dialogue is what I'm trying to say, but they'll, they'll so often they would write, rewrite dialogue, write, write new stuff and, and just get it to where they wanted it. Because all the guys were readily available to grab, and, and Dave did most of the voices, so it wasn't hard to get him to come in and re- reread stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the script would would change a lot, and same with Squidbillies, it would really change quite a lot from start to finish. Um, so there was a lot of that going on, but I really didn't uh, I didn't do a lot of improv on that or sort of input any of my. Uh, any any jokes I may have put in is is visually just with the it was more for the Moon and Nights I put more gags in with the Moon and Nights mm-hmm. visually than I did uh, verbally with the, with the actual live action guy that I played. So mm-hmm. that's the interesting thing and kind of what I touched on earlier is that you also edited on the episode as well. So that's kind of cool that you were the actor and the editor. So you not only had input on your role as an actor, but also what the Moonanites were doing as, as well, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think a lot of actors would love to be able to sit in and to take <laughs> what they thought was the best, uh, the best <laughs> takes and what they thought was the best reads of lines and and, and, and stuff. But uh, I actually had the uh, the privilege to do that. But, uh, you know, obviously I would send it in and, and they would be like, oh, do you say it different? You know, they would want to listen to the takes. Um, it's funny because they did direct me when I actually recorded the final version of how they wanted it they were on my on speakerphone both of them were on my phone 
and they were they were listening to me like they like in a record session like they you know because uh, Dane is in uh, California so whenever they record him it's it's just they just hear his voice they can't see him uh, so it was the same for this they were just on my phone and they were listening to me read the lines and after I was done they were like well try try it more like you know do this more like that or hit this like this so they were able to direct me in the direction that they wanted to go and and. and that too made it easier in editing because I could remember what they wanted, you know, what they said they wanted and, and sort of put that into the show. So it, it kind of was a shorthand for the editing session. Mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, working on this, this uh, episode, if, if you guys do get picked up for more Aqua Teen episodes, if they'll make Dana and Carrie start editing as well so that, you know, they have full coverage like, like they got with you on this one. You don't want you don't want Dana editing anything <laughs> because it would be it would quickly become the Dana show uh, starring Dana created by Dana. Eleven minutes of shake. Exactly. It would just be shake. It'd be the show would change the name to Shake Shack and it would be uh, first we'd get sued by Shake Shack. But then, uh, uh, yeah, just it would be him all the time. And it, trust me, you don't want that. that would, <laughs> it's, it's too too much shake is, is too much. So. So the name Samuel of the Cosmos, uh, I, I take it that was already in line before you were an actor on the project. Yeah, that was that was in the script. Uh, that was what the, Matt and Dave came up with that. So gotcha. That was my name. I, I don't. I honestly don't even. I don't even remember if I know knew, realized that that was his name until I started editing it and put it and had to put it like at the bottom of the screen. I had to look back at the script and say what's this guy's name? I was like, Oh, it's his name. Okay. So yeah, it didn't even occur to me that he had a name until I, until I was fi- finishing out the the final edit. I was like, Oh, I need to put his name at the bottom or whatever. So, right. Right. At the beginning of that short, we see kind of, it's like a, a mock YouTube page where that, that's how it starts. It's a mock YouTube page. There's like thumbnails on the side and then there's like the little video and eventually it becomes full screen. And when I first watched the short, I didn't really pay attention to that. Uh, But when I really sat down and like analyzed it for this conversation, there's really a lot of information on that screen. Did did you put that together? Did you put that mock? uh, It's called ViewTub. Did you put that image together? Uh, I did. I did. I put the image together. I can't. But, you know, now I got to go. I haven't watched it in a while. Now I got to go watch and see if if what I if the sort of the stuff I put for the videos that you'd already watched or whatever on the side i can't remember now because i am old and my brain doesn't work i can tell you because those really set a tone for the short that i didn't pick up on my first time watching because uh when you first like when i first watched it anyways i'm like oh samuel of the cosmos he's some youtuber and he's playing a shitty game that's kind of it but if you look at the sidebar most of if not all of his channel is about the moon master games and he seems to be really deep into it like it's all moon master videos of all the because this is the ninth one so he's 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 done like lore videos and all sorts of stuff so that kind of makes the short kind of sad because this is clearly somebody who loves this franchise and then the new game fucking sucks when it comes out and it's just dog shit and it yeah it, it put it in this interesting tone did you intend that when you made those little videos and stuff do you remember uh, I, I'm gonna say yes because, it, uh, but I don't think I, I don't think I did. <laughs> but that's great. Here's the, here's the thing: I, I went to art school. Like you couldn't guess, but yeah, I went to art school. We had a, a painting class, and I would do paintings, and I just painted weird stuff that had no no meaning really to me. It just I would think of something funny and then paint it. I thought, oh, this is a funny image or funny juxtaposition of of, of objects and I would meld them together just to do these weird paintings. And when we would have the class would every time you finish one, the class would get together and they would critique your work and sort of say what they thought it was about or what. And I learned real quick, if you wanted to get a lots of good grades is just to agree with what everyone said and said, yeah, that's exactly uh, what I meant that to be. You, you nailed it. Uh, I, that's great. Uh, way to go. So yeah, that's but yeah, I had no, I I didn't think think of it in that context, but that is great that you did. I'm glad that you that you saw that, and and, and you know, um, honestly, I may look back at it and and realize, oh, I didn't do any of the side stuff. It may have been one of the animators that <laughs> sort of put that in, so they may have put in their, uh, or they, that may have been their aim or their thought behind it. So somebody thought of it. Just I don't think it was me. I guess my question is uh, for you. Uh, because you played Samuel of the Cosmos, and he is playing this game that 
I assume breaks his heart because it's so shitty. Have you experienced this in real life? Is there a franchise, like a gaming franchise that you used to love and now it just sucks? Oh, man. I, uh, I, you're going to get uh, equal parts hate responses and love responses to my answer because there is definitely one that sticks out big time in my brain because I loved the first game so much. And then they re- released this sequel and it was just utter dog shit story-wise, character-wise, they just fucked everything up. And I've gone to Twitter and bitched about it and just been, you know, lamb-blasted from people, like, you're just whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what these nerds are saying, but they didn't like my my distaste for their... uh, their franchise but yeah the uh, last of us uh, oh okay sure this the sequel just it, it, i if i could have took a dump on that disc after i played <laughs> it and resold it to somebody for twice as much i would have uh, done that gladly but i yeah i i hated that game I, I will say it's a beautiful game the gameplay is amazing there's some fantastic sequences in it but as as a writer and an editor the story and the character development and what they did to these beloved characters uh, was so tone deaf and so bad that I couldn't get over it. I couldn't get past that. Uh, so any amount of amazing gameplay was out the window because just the director and writer of it just fucked it up so bad. Anyway, so that's the one. Yeah. Well, it's been good that's... talking to you, Nick. I'll see you later. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I've played a little bit of the first one. I'm actually my friend. I have my friend's PlayStation right here because I don't have a PlayStation. He lent it to me with the Last of Us games because he's like, you got to play these. And I've been playing through the first one a little bit and I really liked it, but I haven't gotten to the second one yet. So I have no opinion on it either way. But it, it's interesting because I know a lot of people liked the second one. So it's kind of cool to hear your take on it. Yeah. And it's 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 purely a story, a story driven, you know character driven uh reaction to it all i just yeah i just didn't like i won't spoil it for you because you haven't played it yet but uh in the first five minutes everybody gets blown up and and you just play as a as a mushroom for the entire game and mario is chasing you around yeah i understand where you're coming from that sounds like they just kind of ruined it i'm surprised the reviews were so good I couldn't believe they didn't get sued by Nintendo. I mean, it was (laughs) they put mario in it and you're playing as a goomba or as a mushroom whatever they're called and uh, he's just chasing you through this dystopian wasteland. <laughs> well, now that actually makes me want to beat the first one so I can get on to that second one, because that sounds uh, more my speed a little bit. Well, I'll let you, you be, I'll let you be the judge. Everyone that, you know, has their opinion. And so I'll let you have yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so uh, one little last comment on that, that uh, intro screen, that, that uh, view tub screen, as it's called, is because uh, th- there are view counts on all the videos and uh, Samuel of the Cosmos, his most popular video is the Moonmaster 9 video, which I think is sad because he's just like, this game fucking sucks. And, and that has the most views. But then he has these like lore videos and these deep dive videos that don't have as many views. But then it's just yeah. him like, fuck this game, man. And I, I guess that's the popular one. You never really know what's going to blow up, I guess. Yeah, you never do. I, I've i tried uh, diligently. I was I did pretty good at YouTube when it first came out, of course, before they monetized it. Mm-hmm. Now I can't get more than forty views on anything on YouTube. <laughs> I, I, call, I call YouTube for me the graveyard. If I want to, if I want to bury a film uh, and 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 uh, ne- let no one ever see it again, I just put it up on YouTube. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a sad state of affairs. So I I I, I can sympathize with uh, with Samuel for sure, or Samus. What's his name? Oh, no, hey, yeah, remember. it's Samuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but but it stands the reason that the you know the the one video that he's getting uh, embarrassed and shamed by uh, is the one that gets the most views. If you're, you know, that's just the insult to injury right there. That's how things usually work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving you life lessons in this uh, interview. (laughs) I don't know if you've thinly veiled. No, I I totally understand. I'm like, because I have a a YouTube channel for this podcast and I'm like, oh, here's an interview with some big fucking guy who worked on the show. And that's like a hundred views. And I'm like, here's me just talking about an episode. and It's like thousands of views. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. It makes it makes us. I have. I have. Uh, I did a uh, during co- the COVID times. I did a uh, talk show. I thought it was genius, and I really. I wanted to do more, but it was. Too, it was more work than it was. Uh, than I wanted to put into it for the amount of views I got. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm. I was. Uh, I'm buddies with you know some pretty famous actors, and I would have them on, 
and it would be it wouldn't get any more views than any of the other ones like it did mm. nothing and i'm just like this is so weird yeah it's that, yeah. Uh, that how that works but yeah uh, really quickly for anyone who hasn't seen uh, the, the the talk show you were doing, it's the funniest thing because you have like a dummy or like, kind of like a mannequin body, and then you have uh, like an iPad as the head, and then you have your guest on on Zoom or whatever on the, on the iPad, and you're like talking to them. It was safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the safest way to interview somebody. <laughs> you will you won't get any deadly diseases that way. <laughs> uh, something else I noticed was. Uh, there's a website listed on the short. It is uh, samcosmosofficial.com. And I noticed that that domain is claimed. It was claimed on March 16th of this year. Did you claim that? Or is that somebody at Adult Swim? No. Uh, I, I'm going I'm to uh, drop, I'm going to do a shout out to uh, to uh, Matt, the guy that runs the, uh, one of the production guys. Uh, I, I'm assuming that he, that his poor ass had to do that. Or maybe he relegated it to a to an intern at the time, but yeah, any any time they put anything like that up, they have to uh, they have to 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 buy it, buy the domain. Um, we've done some stuff on your pretty face where they didn't do it; they didn't be at the domain, and it would and they didn't even check on it, and it was already taken by somebody, so that causes like tons of issues. So yeah, before anything anything gets clear to go anywhere we've got to own all the domains and i'm sure there's nothing up there there's not yeah it just it doesn't lead to anything but it's just because i i I always try and steal those whenever i see them on like the show i'm like oh i'll direct that to my podcast and of course it was taken so it was a no-go yeah oh i gotta i gotta correct myself matt foster i didn't say his last name there are so many mats at adult swim that uh you'll just it's it's like a ball pit but instead of balls it's mats and you just (laughs) jump in it and you can you know float on them for a while. It's fun. If you if you don't know somebody's name, you just call them Matt, and there's a 50-50 exactly. shot that you're right. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Something interesting about uh, the the Moonmaster Nine Aquadong side piece is there's a connection to Plantasm, the upcoming film. I have not seen the film yet, but it has been discussed that there is an interactive element by means of I I, I take it the Moonanites texting you. And that's surprisingly in a similar way to how they are texting Samuel of the Cosmos in, in the shorts. Yes. And Aquadong side piece, you guys started that first before the film, right? Yeah, we yeah, they did we did those first. Um it was kind of I'm trying to remember if 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 the film was going at the same time. I don't think it was. I think those came first in the movie. I think they had, they were writing the movie as we were editing the side pieces. And this and the movie came pretty quickly after after the side pieces were done. Uh, but yeah, the texting thing is um, is crazy. Uh, and and they were just at New York Comic Con uh, talking about it. And apparently, from my understanding, and I haven't talked to Dave directly about this, but I think he was saying that the script for the texting thing was so long yeah. that they were like, you can't, they said, you, we can't do this. We can't, <laughs> yeah. we cannot do this. So they had to like strip it down to its bare, you know, essentials. But yeah, um, you're prompted at the beginning of the movie, spoiler alert, to text something to the Moonanites. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the movie, it's kind of like <laughs> sinking up dark side of the moon to, uh, to <laughs> Wizard uh, of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you watch, you have to keep watching the movie because they're they're sort of time to come out. I think roll out like at certain points in the movie that you're watching it, and it's uh, annoying but also funny. And uh, it's I don't think and they were. I mean, I don't think anyone's done that. I don't. I've never seen anything like that before. So yeah, the movie's gonna have a sort of a cool little element to it that, that hasn't really been done before, which is hard, real hard to do these days. So, you know, cause I knew there was going to be an element and I'm like, what could it possibly be? And then it was announced. And I'm like, one, that's brilliant Two, How has that not been done before? How is, how have I not heard of that before? Cause it seems so obvious in retrospect, but I don't think anybody's done that. Yeah. It's such an easy, it's a, I, you know, got the best ideas are the easiest ideas, but like, it's, it's, it's so simple. It's, you know, it's just an automated thing that you set in motion. Right, right. Uh, and there's been so many movies that have like 3D movies or, you know, smell-o-vision <laughs> when you scratch and sniff yes. things yeah. uh, that are happening in the movies and uh, all those little things. And just, yeah, just using technology in a different sort of way. And um, I'm not going to say that Dave and Matt are geniuses, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty right, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll say yeah. they're pretty cool. 
Yeah, because they mentioned that on, on the uh, Blu-ray, there's a special feature of the full script that they wanted to do. But uh, like you mentioned, the, the actual in practice, it's going to be a little bit more stripped down. Um, and I have to wonder, of course, like how long that will be live for. I can't imagine 10 years from now that that phone number will work. But I guess I guess we'll yeah. find out. Well, I, you know, if this planet is still around in 10 years, then maybe it will. <laughs> but I got my I might I don't have very high hopes at this point. But uh, I'm just like, hey, I'm just like, gather you rosebuds while you may have a good time as right now as most, much as you can, because uh, I don't, it, it don't look good for us humans here on this planet. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to bring it, bring the podcast down too much. Um, Nick, I know I only asked you for 30 minutes. Are you okay to keep going for a little bit so I can? Get... I yeah, sure. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to talk to my kids. <laughs> well, actually, I was gonna have have you bring them in. I want to ask them about Aqua Teen if that's okay. <laughs> sure. I don't think yeah, they they're so funny because they would come in as I'm editing and like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing Aqua Teen. It's like, let me see. So I would show them a little bit of it, and then of course there'd be some. Uh, not that they haven't heard every dirty word by their dear old dad already. Right. But when someone else says it, you feel weird. It's like, Oh, you shouldn't be listening to this. Right. And then I'm like, why am I saying that? You've heard, (laughs) you know, all these words and you've said them. I don't need to really worry about it, but yeah. Yeah. They've seen, they've seen some of what daddy does and, and they're fine with it. I don't think they like it. So, (laughs) Well, your your kids are are pretty young though. Still like, well, I, I don't know. I guess I was around, because uh, your daughter is older, right? I take it from your podcast. Yeah, my daughter's ten, and uh, my my son—they're a year and a half apart. So my son, my son's nine, and my daughter is ten, and she'll be eleven in in December. So okay, well, I take it back then because I was ten when I got into Aqua Teen. So I think it's about time that uh, there you go. <laughs> you start yeah, hooking we her need up. To break that seal. <laughs> yeah, but you were doing it. You were doing it. You, your parents didn't know. I'm assuming you were watching it. No, like, no. Uh, my parents would have Adult Swim on. This, you know, this was early 2000s before it was like too crazy. You know, they were still probably not appropriate for a 10 or 11 year old, but it wasn't like it. It became later on with like a lot of like violence and yeah, and, and yeah. sexual elements and stuff. But a lot of those early Aqua Teen episodes are actually rated PG. So, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. I think we kind of forget about that. You know, considering where the show went, but. Um, so you were in this Moon Knight uh, Aquadong side piece. Do you have any favorite Moon Knight moments? Are do you lo- like are the Moon Knights your favorite characters? W- what do they mean to you? As I, I assume you were a fan of the show before you started working on it. Oh yeah, I was a huge fan of the show. Um, when when I was I was I was working at well, and we can I'm not going to delve too much into this, but I was working on I worked on Jimmy Neutron way back in the day, and uh, that's about the time the the Aqua Teen was coming out. I would record what I would do is record the episode onto a VHS tape Sunday night and I would bring it into the office and me and my buddy Jake uh, Patton would he was another editor would watch them at lunch together and then we would just quote it incessantly <laughs> for the weeks and weeks mm-hmm. and we would take them and like edit together sound bites and, and make me- phone messages and just like you know we were obsessed with the show and because it, it was unlike anything. And we just got it. It was on our wavelength. And, and so, you know, fa- uh, fast forward to now, or uh, I guess 11 years ago, because I've been working on the show for about 11 years now. God damn, I'm old. Um, <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, you know, a lot, it was, I want to say a dream come true because I was a huge fan of the show. And there were times when I kind of couldn't believe I was working on the show. Like I was like, is this a re is is this real what was that there's a viral video where it's like is this real life oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah that's what it just felt like for me you know i felt like i was on novocaine um <laughs> every day going into work i was just like am i really doing this but yeah it was it, it was insane to work on a show that you were a huge fan of and and basically changed the landscape of television it changed the landscape of comedy and television whether i don't know if people give it enough credit because it really did change a lot of things, and the, it changed the way TV was sort of made, and, and what they thought TV could or TV comedy, animated comedy could be. So yeah, it's a pretty huge influencer, and not just TV, but also uh, influencing you know YouTube videos to come, or like animation on YouTube, because you know Adult Swim was kind of a precursor to that. I feel maybe even more than television itself. Yeah, yeah, Adult Swim definitely was a. Uh, it's so funny because so so many people have tried to emulate uh, Adult Swim and failed miserably. Like I think Fox has Fox uh, has tried it like three or four times, and it just never never really worked. And they were even using 
Adult Swim people to make it, and it just wasn't. It just didn't didn't ever uh, fly, and it's just I don't I don't know what it is because I I worked. I don't think I'm speaking out of school, but I work in the building, and and there's no reason on, on paper. There's no reason any of this should work. There's no reason this building should be there. There's no reason this guy should be able to get away with doing this, or you know the way we do things should even work. But it just does, and it always sort of just has. And uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that magic sort of uh, formula is, but uh, I'm glad it was. I'm glad they bottled it and ship it out of that that little building. Yeah, to everybody. And, and now out of your uh, your homes to everybody. <laughs> yes, exactly. It turns out we don't need the building. It's not. It's not the Willy. It's not the Willy Wonka's factory. It's uh it's our houses. Yes. Apparently. So before uh, we move on kind of from this Aquadonk side piece, do you have any thoughts on this specific episode? I know we we didn't really touch on much, but also it's only two minutes long, so there's not a ton to touch on. Is there anything uh, that you want to mention about uh, the Moonmaster 9 video that we haven't really touched on yet? Dave and, and Matt and all of the adults and writers tend to write way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're told like they're going to be two minutes long and they'll write like a, a six page script, which <laughs> is six minutes long. Right. Um, and so the original cut of, of this was about three or four minutes. And I think they were told at one point that it could be five between four and five minutes, but then that was taken back and they were like, no, it needs to be this certain length. Um, so we had to cut a lot of stuff and there was, there was a lot of fun, silly things that happened in it that, that had to get cut for time. Uh, those things I don't, I can't recall right now. But yeah. Cause I, yeah, we fit, oh man, I finished the edit of those a long time. Like when did they, when did they air? April, April, April. of this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, that was it, three or four months prior to that was when I was finished with it. So it's been that long since I've, I, I, sh- you know, I should have watched at least watched it before we did this, <laughs> but I couldn't even, I couldn't even be bothered to take two minutes out of my time for you to watch. It's all right. That. Hey, I do it's apologize. All right. It's all right. Um, in, in that short, we, we like Samuel of the cosmos kind of scrolls through some other characters that you can't play as, and they have stat pages. I thought it might be fun to build a DLC character uh, of Nick Gibbons. If we can make a DLC fighter really quickly, I'll add, I'll go through all the stats and you tell me what you think the stats would be for you on this yes. specific day. Love it. So on a scale of zero to a hundred, what is your strength? Strength would be a good, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm very stocky. Uh, and I come from good, a good, a good muscle family. My, my mom and dad have great muscle, muscular, uh, features. So I'm going to say a good 70, 72% strength. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, on a scale of zero to a hundred, what is your stamina? Uh, these days? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Right now. I'm going I'm to say a good 30, 30, 29% stamina. Hey, that's still better than the Moon and Knights, man. You can't, you can't be too dead on yourself. Zero. Uh, <laughs> what, what is your weapon? Um, oh, man. Let me think. Uh, is, is, a, is a quip, is a, a, a lightning flash retort? Would that be considered a, a weapon of some sort? My tongue. Uh, we, we'll we'll save that because there are things that I would apply to. I think this has to be something physical based on the other weapons. Okay, I'm trying to think what I what I uh, uh, I'm gonna say. I throw I can throw an iPhone at you real quick. So iPhone. Yeah. Oh, perfect, perfect. I love it. Uh, so your agility. Are you slow, moderate, or fast? Ah, uh, slow slow <laughs> all right you you got good yeah. strength so if you were if you were fast yes. it'd be op so that's all right what what is your power my oh I, I, can i get an example of what a power would be like is it superpower like uh so so captain i i who who was like a, a a character with a big eyeball uh his power was death stare okay okay uh mine is um hold on let me think uh mine is fortnite uh fortnite mine's fortnite i could play Perfect. fortnite for hours and hours and i would i would play it it's horrible uh and i need help but i would if given the chance if 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 everyone everything on earth were to disappear and all that was left was fortnite i would which means there would have to at least be a hundred other people around i'm not gonna go look for those people i'm gonna sit down and I'm going to play Fortnite for the re- for the rest of eternity for all the minutes left 
<laughs> so that's my power is Fortnite agility ability. <laughs> that makes sense why you, you didn't take the two minutes to watch this short then. You were probably finishing up a Fortnite match, so I, I can understand. Exactly. Well, hey, Fortnite Mares is going on right now. You know, there's lots of zombies <laughs> in there. There's werewolf shit going on. Got to check that out. <laughs> Uh, so, so then, uh, last but not least, is your talent. It, would that be your lightning fast quip? There we go. That's it. My talent is I can talk uh, for hours about nothing uh, by myself, <laughs> not to anyone else, but just keep talking. That's my, and it's not a good power. Uh, or is that a good, <laughs> but it's a power. It is power. Yeah, I have the power of the mouth. Were you responsible for coming up with these other little monsters that are showcased really quickly, or was that somebody I else? I did. I, I came up with those, uh, and I put the. I, I came up with their abilities. I think maybe uh, there were originally there was like six or seven of them, but they got cut down for time. There were a lot of pretty funny ones. Um, I think that that got cut, uh, but I did. I came up with the, their 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 stats and stuff. And I think, I think they might've gotten tweaked. I think the directors might have tweaked them a little bit, but they're pretty, they're pretty uh, much what I, what I had said. I knew that I wanted to give the moon and I just nothing. That's, I mean, that was my sort of like visual gag. I just wanted to give them no, no abilities at all. Before we delve into a couple of the other things you've done uh, involving streamers, I want to mention to you really quickly, uh, cause I know you play on PlayStation four or PlayStation. Correct? Yes. There is a fan game that somebody made recently called Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the very unofficial game. Oh, yeah. And I was blown away. It's actually really good. So uh, have you heard of Dreams on PlayStation? Yes, uh-huh. I have. So it's it's on. You have to have Dreams. But if you have Dreams, then it, you can download this game for free. It's like playing in an episode. It's so good. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the trailer for it at least. Oh, yeah. But I was like, like, when I went to play it, um, I was like... Oh, you know, what is this, mini games or something? But it's like a full episode. It's crazy. So I'll, I'll send that your way. I'm sure you would appreciate oh, yeah. it since I know you play video totally. games. Um, so so moving on, uh, the, and of course, the reason I thought that maybe you were more behind this this short than, than you ended up being was because of your work doing other things, spoofing streamers, uh, most notably Final Deployment 4, which came out in 2018. You and Casper Kelly worked on that. Mm-hmm. And before we get into that, I, j- I just want to uh, tell you some personal information really quickly is that over the summer, uh, just unexpectedly out of nowhere, my mom passed away just like out of the blue. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Of course, that is devastating. But what made it worse was it was two weeks before my wedding. Oh, man. So, you know, it was just yeah, I know. Yeah, it was just a horrible time. And the one thing I reached for that very first day to like get a moment of just not being, you know, distraught was Final Deployment 4. I didn't reach for Aqua Teen. I didn't reach for anything. I knew that video would make me laugh, and it did. It gave me, like, however many minutes, 18 minutes or whatever, of just happiness for a little bit. So I want to say thank you, you know, for that video and and for everything you guys do, because it does make a difference on people's lives. And I just wanted to let you know, like, how much that video means to me. Oh, thank you so much. That's, yeah, I, you know, that's, uh, that hit me right in the sweet, in the heart spot. Uh, I, uh, the thing, the thing about creating stuff like this that you don't realize is that people watch it and it does affect, it does affect people. And you never really think about that because you know, you're not talking to everybody. And, and as far as we know, I made this and no one saw it, you know, it's like, it would, you know, we live in such a bubble, but yeah, that, that means a lot to me. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that it could, it could help you in that time. And so, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's just, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so crazy, like in, in the best way possible. And, uh, really, you, so you have John Mangan in that video, who who uh, is your co-host on your podcast, Goat Dads, which which is you know great for me to see because I love that podcast. So it, it's cool to see you know John in there. Uh, first of all, I, I I would appreciate it if you put John on on more of your projects. I know that's not really uh, your. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would appreciate that too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he 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 kills it. Basically, he uh, is is playing through this this fake game that you guys made for the short called Final Deployment Four, and it's about this this uh this space marine who comes uh, back to earth after the war is over and he has to reacclimate to life yes but then it just gets so it, it gets so meta because then it turns out a streamer is streaming john like he himself is like a video game kind of and it just kind of builds up from there in just like this absolutely insane way and there's just like so many different parts to it and you know i'll put a link to this in the show notes that anybody who hasn't seen this needs to watch it but uh, if you could kind of tell me, I, I don't have like many specific questions about this, but if you can kind of tell me like how that came together, how that came to be. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, got, I got the chance to do a 4 a.m. Uh, 
thing, which was it's, it's a thing that adults from used to do where it's just a very bizarre, like, you know, sort of one-off uh, episode. And I'd written this thing. It was a reality show. There, this is so stupid. The original thing I was going to do and that, and Casper Kelly, uh, God bless him. He went to bat for me and went to Lazo and said, you should give him a chance to do this. I really think it's a funny idea. And he said, yeah, if, if you, you know, if you're vouching for him, let's, uh, that's fine. And the original idea, which you're going to think is ridiculous was, uh, a reality show like the bachelor, but it was for adopting children. <laughs> So there were a bunch of children uh, that were trying, they're vying for adoption. And like, uh, instead of a rose ceremony, it was an ice cream ceremony. And the one that didn't get picked would be handed an ice cream, but then they would turn it upside down and the ice cream would drop on the floor. So that was the (laughs) original thing. And um, to anyone listening, this is so far away from what it ends up being. This is like nothing at all. (laughs) So what happened was I wrote that and uh, Chris, Chris, as as a sentence, I don't know, for, uh, being sentenced to this thing, he was, Mike was like, well, you got to be a producer on it if it's going to go. So so he was a producer on it, and Chris wasn't feeling the script. He didn't like it 100%. He didn't like the ending of it or something. So he was like, well, let's work together on Let's do something together. Because I don't think he wanted to be a producer on it. He just wanted to, because he, he's not really, that wasn't really in his wheelhouse. He wanted to sort of be a creator. So we sat down, we went to an Indian restaurant, uh, Indian buffet, and and sat down and we came up with the idea for final deployment together. And we were like, okay, what if we zoom, we pulled back and it's some guy controlling this guy, we pulled back again. And we're like, well, that's going to get old and predictable. So then we're like, okay, we got to push in. So that's, you know, that was one of the epiphanies of it. We're just like, okay, we're pulling out and then we're going to go into it. So it's like, and then I think we were like, it should be a circle. It should be like a a donut of going in, folding in on itself. That was hard to make make sense. Like that was the hard, the hardest part of it was trying to make that make sense. And but we, I think we pulled it off. But uh, it was supposed to be twelve minutes, which is the running time, or eleven minutes, which is the running time of all the adult swim shows. Uh, but we wrote this like thirty thirty minute episode and when we went in and said can we do it for 30 minutes and they were like okay so so that's how it became longer and i think inevitably that may have hurt us in the long run because like it's longer than stuff like too many cooks and all those things which have the sort of the blessing of being sh- short enough but not too long and i don't I, I watch it i still will go back and watch it and i'm never not like engaged watching it there's just so much to always pick up on like every time you watch it there's always something new yeah but it's like it's the funniest thing to me is it's it'll get the most comments on it on youtube are why does this not have more views uh which i agree with i'm like yeah 100 why does this not have more views it's it's really good uh but it's i I mean it's the thing i'm most proud of, of of everything i've done i've done a lot of i will say shit because a lot of it is real shitty, but, uh, but I really love this thing. And it's, yeah, John, I mean, we had audition. John, John was my friend at the time. He was a, a fellow improviser in here in Atlanta and we, we did improv together and stuff and he auditioned for it and he wanted out and to his credit. And to, I, I'm not, I'm an improver. I'm not an actor per se, like memorizing lines seems like uh, an impossible task on some level to me. But he can't, he, that motherfucker came in and had, he had a lot of lines to do and he had that shit down and, and for, and to his credit, uh, it, I was blown away. I'm like, I can't believe, I can't believe you had all that stuff down. And he, yeah, he, he riled it off and, uh, yeah, we got the shot. We, we had not a lot of budget, not a lot of time, but you know, I'm really proud of what we, with what we pulled off considering all the restraints that we kind of had with it. So what what I like about it is that you guys clearly play, like you and I assume Casper as well. You guys play video games because there's a lot of real references that like only gamers would get. But at the same time, you're also making fun of like streaming and, and that whole kind of aspect of it. So it's like 
you you love it but you hate it at the same time like you, you guys so that 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 makes it more interesting for me to watch because you know like for specifically at the beginning there's a part where it's like yeah if, if you if you jump into the wall here you can get in and they can't hurt you anymore like that's such a real thing that you could find in walkthroughs for a bunch of games and uh just one of my favorite moments is just <laughs> every time john says g-nade i don't know why it just cracks me up <laughs> yeah he's like kind of cocky about it too when he's saying <laughs> i don't know it's just the funniest thing to me and i can't i, I can't remember i don't know if if he came up if he uh pulled that out or if that was in the script he may have like came up with that so yeah i was actually gonna ask and i was like oh this is like a dumb question but i'm like was that in the script or did he did he make that up because that's just like he, the funniest i think i think he may have i think he may have made it up like we we did so many <laughs> takes i think he was just like being cockier with it as he went with as we went on and did more takes or more shots over there or whatever but yeah he may that may have been a johnism honestly moving on is it okay if we talk about thunderclap because that video is unlisted on your channel i don't know if you don't want it to be I, talked about or, or no no yeah that's fine we can't talk we can't talk about that i i put it up there and i think i uh i took you know i took it down and uh, he'll never see this but um i was applying for jobs for different jobs and mr beast uh-huh. had a job for an editor oh. and i was like you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna apply oh. for this editor job with mr beast because my kids love mr beast and I'm like, oh shit! If he does a, any deep dive on this and finds this <laughs> shit talking thing about what I did, uh-huh. which I think it's really funny, but uh, but I'm just like, maybe this will. But I think I'm I think I'm gonna relist it because I haven't heard from Mr. Beast. So yeah, it may go. By the time this airs, I'll put it back up so people can see it. Okay, because I, I was gonna ask, I'm like, is it all right with you if I put the link in, in in the show notes for this so people can watch it if they want to? I didn't know what your Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Totally! Totally! Uh, Mr. Beast does listen to my podcast, though, so uh, you know I hope that's all right. Oh no! (laughs) So no, it's fine. It's fine. I love that guy. I really do. My kids love him too. And I would. He wasn't the. uh, He wasn't the one. There were. There's others that I was sort of uh, aiming towards with that one. But yeah, yeah. But I guess he's in the zeitgeist of 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 YouTubers. So you know, he's sort of one of the godfathers of, of. of that whole genre the, the synopsis on that one for listeners is uh you're spoofing a streamer very similar to uh the moon master 9 video and uh it, it's a really short video and you're basically saying how you know like how basically how stupid watching streamers is and um so yeah that, that's the gist of it and, and there's a part when you go on this almost existential rant about how your character is uh you know like he he didn't even graduate high school and all this stuff and like he seems like he's actually depressed ultimately and and while that's happening it, it pops up on the screen like buy merch and all this stuff like the funniest yes. thing um so yeah. w- i feel like something set you off like was there was there an event that really prompted you to make that like is is your kid are, are your kids watching those kinds of videos and that's where you're seeing this yes uh huh. That's exactly what did it. Uh, my kids, uh, my kids watch these videos incessantly. Like that. It at, how we used to watch cartoons as kids on TV, like over and over again, all the time. That's what that's what my kids are doing now with these YouTuber guys. And I just, I don't, I kind of, I do watch. There's a couple I do watch, and uh, and it, you know, it helps me fall asleep at night to watch these guys play video games. But but the ones that my kids watch, I'm just like, what the fuck? What is this? I mean, there's this one dude that just plays these like phone games. They're just these games you play on your phone where you're jumping over a bunch of things over and over again. And I'm just like, why are you watching this? <laughs> how, how does this guy have this many views? Because I, I get mad. And this is just sour grapes. All All this from here... From this point on, it's just me being bitter and angry about the world. Uh, so buckle in, kids. Uh, <laughs> but I will spend, you know, days writing a script, shooting something, editing it to, to where it's like, this is the funniest version of this. You know, it takes me a while to put a video up. I don't, I can't just sit down and play a goddamn Angry Birds for an hour and then get a million views. All those things together were, were what where that video came from. It came from an honest place, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want to make, I'm not shitting on those guys. Those they've been doing it for years. It didn't, they're not overnight successes by any, and my wife keeps telling me this and I need to listen to her because she's smart, but she's like, they've been doing this for 10 years. Like they didn't, they weren't uh, uh, just instantly famous playing a video game. They, they, they worked hard and they do it 
and it's their livelihood and you know it's it's and she's right but uh it's it's really easy not to see that <laughs> when you're making uh c- content stuff so anyway that's where that came from so yeah, that that's uh, Thunderclap your, your your video, which which again is hilarious. Uh, much shorter than Final Deployment Four. Jumping back to Aquadonk side pieces as a whole, really quickly. Uh, did you guys run into any issues with the assets you were working with after the show being off the air for so long? Like, did you have to like reformat anything, or like was did st- was stuff broken when you tried to load it back in? What was what was going on? No, no, because it was all. It's just uh, the best thing about that is it was just all artwork. So uh, the uh, artwork was all there. We still had it. Um, we just pulled in the artwork and just puppeteered all, all the guys around in the thing. Um, they did with the movie, and I maybe with the shorts too. Um, they they had to redo all the assets and make them, you know, higher res. And this happens every couple of years. You have to up res everything. And and so I think they it was more on their end, like for the move, the feature and for whoever, whoever did the uh, the final animation on, on the shorts. That was that was more for them. But we we were fine. We just could because they use our animatics as like a uh like storyboards basically they look at what we did and they copy it with their animation it's and but it's on their it's on their end that they have to make it actually bigger and the right aspect ratio and stuff right right for everything so we didn't have any problems gotcha so. okay uh did, did you have a favorite aquadonk side piece to work on um yes i think i think i liked um the uh sandwich one the best oh yeah the 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 brood wrap yeah yeah brood wrap yes i think that was i think i had the most fun working on that one because i just i went nuts on the visuals on that one i just and the stuff like we're we're, you know we're very uh limited on the animation obviously for the show it's a very limited animated show and so i i love finding ways to uh cheat things and make them look bigger than they are and one of the ones, one of the things I did that I'm super proud of that I was able to pull off in my version, because we, you know, we work in layers and stuff, is when they're in the car and he loses control of the car at one point and things, and the car goes back and forth. And, and I shifted that around. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, hopefully they'll be, it, and they did. They, 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 the, that's the thing is like, <laughs> we, we make these uh, animatics and the directors fall in love with the animatics and they're like, make it exactly like don't you know mm-hmm. and but the animators will a- add things to it um as it as it comes along but they're like pretty much this is the blueprint this is what we like do it like this mm-hmm. and they were able to replicate everything that i had done uh and so i was proud of some of the stuff in that one that i did visually and uh and they you know the animators are always plus the visuals so yeah that was a fun one to work on for sure gotcha yeah yeah that that one is like that one I think really needed to be longer because even without the brood rap, there could just be a whole episode about Carl driving for DoorDash that I think would just be hilarious. Yes. So it's like, oh, oh I yeah. wish it was. I wish this was longer. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about uh, in this realm that we didn't touch on yet? I don't know. I, I you know, the movie's coming out. Uh, that's yeah. that's cool. Um, I I'm not sure when this will drop. As the as the kids say, but, uh, <laughs> this will come out in three the, years. So okay, good. That's fine. Yeah. The, well, then this will be old news. But uh, the uh, the uh, your pretty face animated shorts are coming out. I think oh, this yeah, Friday. Yeah. Oh, really? Tomorrow? Maybe. Oh, damn! I didn't know that. So you may be hearing it first. Yeah, po- it's, possibly. It's, I think it's tomorrow. I think one of them. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's all at once, or just one, and then another one. But but right. I think. Either the first one or all of them. Who knows? Oh, I didn't know uh, that they were even close to done yet. I didn't know that they were yeah. coming up potentially tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the the YPF shorts are going to be on the YouTube, I guess, uh, for you to enjoy. And that, they, they they turned out great. They're, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to be back in that world. And hopefully, I would love to that to lead to a series, animated series, because that cast, that's the best cast of all time they love it and they they'll they're willing to do anything uh but i know that the makeup just really is it's a bitch mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. To, for them all but uh i think an animated series is the is the is a sweet spot for that because you could do so much crazy stuff and they do a lot of crazy stuff 
uh, with it. But yeah, it's it's they're they're coming out. So watch watch that. That's all I have really. Is there anything new uh, in your personal life in the works? Because you do make your own videos. Is there anything that you're working on now that uh, you'd like to mention? Uh, I I, um, I might be making a video with uh, uh, me and me and you know who Puddles the clown is Puddles Pity Party. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he's a friend of mine. He doesn't talk much, but we you know we can we have a, a, a shorthand with the language. Uh, he doesn't talk at all, really. But you know, we know we're, I know what he's saying. We're working on some stuff, and we I may be shooting like a fake commercial. I think we're trying to do some fake commercials. And I tweeted some. I'm not going to tell you what it was, but I tweeted something or not. I think maybe on Facebook or Instagram. I Facebook and Instagram something today, and he was like. Let's make that a video. He called me and he was like, he didn't say it because he can't talk, but I can know. He's like, let's make that into a video. Uh, so well, I might be doing some stuff with him soon. Uh, but yeah, that, that's all I really have on my plate at the moment. Yeah, pretty okay. pretty free and clear. If anyone wants to hire me, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll work for you. <laughs> Actually, I was hoping you would edit this podcast for me. So Sure, uh... <laughs> no problem. I, I, love it. I love it. There's nothing I love better than editing. I, I, I edit our Goat Dads podcast and oh my God, it's it's a laborious task. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it makes us seem smart because I take out all the pauses and all the uh uh, <laughs> uh, uh what was that uh, oh yeah yeah just two quick aqua team things i don't know it, it, I, i've never really heard you guys talk about this but i know that you worked on the episode shake like me and it, it was removed from like streaming packages and everything i was wondering like yes. what are your thoughts on that because obviously i know you guys aren't like racist or anything like that wasn't your intention yeah. but um if, if i don't know if you have any thoughts on on that being I removed yeah yeah i think it i think it was the right move to do i, I uh you know it's uh it's just like anything um it hopefully this is my uh, my my dream for all humans is that as you get older you learn you change and you grow and you realize mistakes that you've made in the past and uh i think that was just a thing where they were like you know what that was not that was a little tone deaf maybe we should not include that and so and i think it was i think it was the right the right mm -hmm. decision to make um mm -hmm. But, but the, yeah, that's the thing about humanity is like, if you, if you can't look at your past and say, oh, that I fucked up there and learn from that and say, I'm not going to do that again, because now that I'm older and a little bit more wiser, I see why that was bad. Mm -hmm. uh, th that isn't happening a lot with people these days <laughs> and it, it, it upsets me to no end. Uh, but I mean, that's all I hope for with anyone in their life is that they can uh, learn as they get older, you know, and change and evolve and become a better person. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's where I'll leave that. You sure. Know? Yeah. I yeah. think that's what that was. Yeah. 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 Uh, before I let you go, I just want to say congratulations on, uh, of course this box set, which is lacking oh, yes. shake like me, uh, which a lot of people were upset about, but, uh, a lot of your work, it seemed like as you were climbing the Aqua Teen ladder, a lot of your work was in later seasons, uh, like at, at the higher levels. And and those just came out now on DVD for the first time on this box set. So congratulations that your work, you know, finally, all your hard work on like the last season of the show is uh, out on DVD and physical media. I think that's very cool. I'm just glad that I'm glad that you showed it to me because I haven't seen that yet. So oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a thick son of a bitch. It's 20 discs, it 20 DVDs. Uh you know, I, I have all the original DVDs too, but it's it's cool now to finally have the uh, final few seasons on DVD. But I was bummed there was no new special features on these, which was to be expected. But yeah, I was hoping there would have been something new, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I uh, I think that's uh, I think you're going to be over the moon then when the uh, movie comes out mm -hmm. because there's a shit ton of stuff. Oh, that's good to hear. The, I'm excited uh, for yeah, that. on the yeah. DVD for the movie. So yeah, definitely buy the movie. Buy the buy the Blu-ray of the movie. That's that's the way to go. You heard the man. That's the way to go. Buy the Blu-ray. And if you haven't yet, you can pre-order it via the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. And Amazon kicks a little money back my way to support the podcast. So, hey, that's an option. But there it is. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Nick. To tell you the truth, I was just laughing a ton while editing it. Nick's just the funniest guy, and I definitely want to have him back on the podcast in the future to do more of like an in-depth kind of conversation about his career as a whole, similar to what I did with Jay a few weeks ago. 
Again, you can find Nick on Twitter at Nick Gibbons and on Instagram at Nick Nick Gibbons. Check the show notes for just all the links listed, all the media listed. You could find everything there. And of course, don't forget, subscribe to his podcast, Goat Dads. You won't regret it. I listen every single week and I love it. So that's it for me this week. Thank you, of course, to Nick for being so generous with his time. And thank you to all the Moon Masters who support this podcast. Shout out to our number one in the Hood G tier patrons, Sean, Ian, Captain Buford, Brian, Robison, Carl, and Reverend Raven 46. You guys can tell me how much you love Last of Us 2 any day of the week. I'll see you next week when we dive into the Aquadonk side piece, Moon Master 9, Beware the Gorgatron. Bye-bye. If I could have took a dump on that disc after I played it (laughs) and resold it to somebody for twice as much, I would have uh, done that gladly.